What's up, everybody? This is your host, Bilal, and welcome back to the Gamescast. Joining me after a two-year hiatus, after Thanos snapped his fingers, oh, we lost him, but he's back. My co-host, Rob. Hey, Rob, what's, go- what's going on, Bilal? <laughs> not much. Um, I'm not used to doing intros for the Gamescast, as you can see, and I think people seeing this back on the podcast feed will be wondering, oh, I wonder how long this will last this time. Yeah, I know. I, f- I feel like... Every time we say we're coming back, we, we make, what, like a, a two-episode, three-episode stretch, and then it's another, hopefully not two-year hiatus. I, no, I think one of the side effects of the pandemic and being at home as much as I've been at home is that I realized how much I missed just, like, creating content. Um, I'm watching a lot of other people's content and find enjoyment in it but also a little bit of a sense of jealousy and so i think i am back for a while for good this time i even talked to my wife about it and she's 100 percent on board on me taking time out uh you know whenever i need to just get back to this it's just i mean it's fun i think that we're half decent at it <laughs> and yeah, so, I mean, this is just one of, I think, a few things that I, I want to start doing again and getting back to. At some point, I want to get back to streaming as well, even if it's just for myself, right? Just as if I have, if we get no listeners, if I have no viewers, it's just I enjoy creating. So I just wanted to get back to doing that. No, it, um, I'm 100% with you. Uh, one of the things I loved about the work print that we always did was this podcast and I think at one point it became more work than fun and I want to avoid that as much as possible this time around um like it, it's funny oh uh, and like I messaged in our Facebook group with Jan and James uh about a year after our last message not for any particular reason that we were talking I just think when COVID came around we all checked in on each other and then everybody just kind of went into their COVID routine and you know as adults do, you know, like you would drift in and out in adult relationships without talking and then you'd pick things up uh, quickly. And then like earlier this month, I was just like, let me just check in on how everyone's doing. It's been a while. Um, I do miss these guys. Um, you know, let, let me just see if everything's okay. And, you know, everybody's in such a different spot. It's kind of weird. Um, actually, I didn't tell you this while we were talking before the pre-show, but uh, Malia and I are actually expecting our first kid. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> yes. awesome. Yeah. yeah, way to save it for the... We wasted so much good material, but I appreciate you saving this, <laughs> the biggest, for yeah. the podcast. That's awesome. Congratulations, man. No. Yeah, no, I, I think back to how... Since I've known you, you've had a kid, and now your, kid, <laughs> yeah, your, kid, your, kid, your kid's a teenager, and I'm just like, wow, but you're still so young compared <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to be so old when he's <laughs> the age of your uh, first uh, born. And I'm just like, I was like, man, maybe maybe Rob had a secret there that I should have listened to. Listen, I tell people all the time, right? My kids are five years apart. My son's 13. You know, my daughter is, my son's just turned 13. My daughter's going to be eight soon in a, in a few months. And by the time she's 18 and I kick her out of the house, I'll be 45. That's still pretty good you know uh so that's why when people ask if, if i'm gonna have another one it's just like no <laughs> no 
no chance. I mean, congratulations. I think it's awesome that you are, but I, 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 I'm good. I can help I other people. How about yeah, that? I, I don't blame you at all. I'm like, we are planning right now. Everything behind me will slow, slowly turn into a nursery. Um, yeah, right. And it's just like, we have things coming in and whatnot. And yeah, it, it's it's an exciting time. We're like, we're excited. But I also realize th- these next couple of years, I don't know what gaming looks like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think I think everybody's different. I mean, everybody I've talked to is different. Uh, I was still pretty consistent. I mean, obviously there was a dip in, in gaming, but I think I was still pretty consistent. I know my one buddy Taylor, who's been on the podcast before <laughs> years ago at this point. <laughs> Uh, he's got a, a, a new, him and his wife have a, a newborn. I think she's less than a year now. Um, I mean, I'm sure she is, but time is just so <laughs> during this pandemic. Time. Yeah. And so, um, and he, yeah, he's, his gaming has fallen off significantly. I think I was also very lucky in that both of my kids slept through the night very early on. And I think that's, a lot of it has to do with right because most of us at least me i I play at at night after to wind down before going to bed and stuff like that and when you have a newborn if they're not sleeping through the night early on man that's what your nights are dedicated to so yeah it's it's funny i used to be the one that used to stay up three four a.m like you saw you i think like one of the last podcasts you did you told me like i didn't have to beat sekiro four times i didn't have anything to prove to anybody <laughs> but i wanted all those achievements and it's just like i get to eleven thirty most nights now and i think i think this is just a sign of like working in covid where it's just like i'm just jumping meeting the meeting i actually took today off work because my brain was at a point where it's just like you're switching gears from like one project to another to another and I fit, I would be finishing my work days and I'd just be like, my brain's too tired to even want to sit down and game or do anything. So I, I took today off. I slept till noon. <laughs> I got up, had a breakfast at 12 o'clock that lasted an hour long and then I fired a monster on to rise. And I was yeah. like, I was like, this, this is what I needed. This is like that small break I needed. And like, I, I'm, I'm curious on like, how that works when the kid comes. I know the first, some people say the first few months are a bit easier. Once they're a couple months old, it becomes a bit more challenging as they need more attention. Yeah. I I mean, it's, it's different for everybody and you guys will figure out what works best for you. I mean, I'm one of those people who, when people want advice, I just tell them you figure out a way, right? Like everybody does different. Nobody's prepared. I don't care how many books you read. It does not prepare you. Uh, You just, you've, figure it out because you have to you know no it's definitely yeah it's definitely something we're excited for uh but yeah you know like i think one of the other things about with this podcast um like like you're mentioning earlier just like going back and doing something creative it's just i always found it a way to like de-stress and just like catch up with you guys and like when you're adults you don't like especially in college you don't get time to hang out with anybody and so like this was this is like you know, when you message like, I miss podcasting or like, I want a podcast again, I was just like, uh, I, I literally ran out of the room. I started dancing in front of my wife. She's like, why, why are you happy? I'm like, the games cast is bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And she's like, you're podcasting again. I was like, maybe. Um, yeah. And so like, we'll have to figure out like what a schedule that works. I think, um, you know, 
Jen and James couldn't join this week, but they were saying next week. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, bi-weekly? But, you know, we'll talk with them. We'll figure it out how yeah. we move forward. Yeah, I think, I think we can figure out a way, especially once we get into a flow of it, where if one of us is at a point where we're like, hey, I just need to take this week off and stuff. If we have, you know, if there's three of us, four of us, where we can be, even if we're not consistent every single week, but we have, you know, regulars that we know that we can scramble together even if it's just a two-person we can scramble a podcast together i think that will be um the way to go forward i think we figured out you've figured out a way to kind of cut down on editing requirements and stuff like that and to actually get it right exactly (laughs) and to get it uh recorded in a way that's that's easier i mean when we first started gamecast we were doing four of us sometimes auto podcasts all with different audio local audio feeds that were then being dropped into a folder that i would then download at you know uncompressed if possible and then try to line up and cut out people's if their mics weren't the great greatest cut out you know background noise stuff like that and i was sitting there and just it was becoming a lot of work honestly and And so and for something that we don't get paid to do. And, right, exactly. You know, and I always tell that to the writers. I was like, your life comes first. As long as it's not a screener or a review copy of something, if you can't do it, don't do it. Uh, if you find an opportunity that pays, go do that. And, like, truth be told, like, everybody that's – I'm happy when people do that. Like, Christian um, – did you podcast with Christian ever? Yes, yeah. I believe so, yes. Yeah, so he actually just um, got a gig um, with the gamer. Um, oh, nice! Uh, yeah, so he's been doing articles for them, and I'm, I'm like, great. That's exactly what I want for all of you. <laughs> Don't do it for free for me, but like, use the site to build up a portfolio and go off and do your own thing. And you know, if you ever want to come back and do something, open arms. <laughs> That's always been my motto. Yeah, no, and I'm, we're, it's also we're at a point where it, it is a few years later. All of us have better mics. recording i mean and not just that but podcasting and twitch streaming and all these all this content creation has just gotten bigger and bigger during this time and then yeah with covid happening everybody working from home people have decent setups decent webcams for zoom meetings and stuff like that so we're at a point now where it's only gotten easier to do this and so there are less roadblocks, which means less excuses for us not to do it. And so I'm excited. I mean, yeah. I, I'm excited to do this and, and uh, a, another podcast that I'm hoping to resurrect. And like I said, do maybe do some streaming in, in my own time and, and just, just to create, I mean, just to have fun. Um, yeah. No, definitely. And um, I'm excited to help out in any way I can as we go forward with the oldest. Um, it, there's from our SoundCloud days to our TriCast right. days. Right. So, yeah. uh, you know, we have so many hours of content just sitting there. I think Christian uh, a few months back was excited because he's like, oh, we have 100 episodes on our feed. And I was like, boy, you haven't seen our SoundCloud library. I think, <laughs> I think we, we have stuff that goes back. I can't. I don't even know what the original date is as we've jumped RS feed, RSS feeds to RSS feeds. Um, no, but I'm excited to kick this off. But So we'll head over to our first section. Um, so what have you been playing, Rob? Uh, so 
in the past two years? No. Yeah, yeah, yes, we're, we're cataloging Yeah, everything. we're going to be here for a while. No, so lately I've been catching up on some of my backlog. Um, during, it's funny, you know, during COVID being at home, during pandemic, I, I played plenty of video games, but it was mostly comfort food. It was stuff that I had already put in hours and hours and hours in and just playing online with friends because it was our way of being able to connect and 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 be together and hang out um as far as lately uh, i'm trying to think what i oh so i started playing little nightmares the original because the second one just came out recently and a friend of mine had played the original little nightmares only recently and was telling me that he thought i would love it that it reminded him a lot of limbo and limbo is one of those games that i think i've beat it on almost every platform it's come out on right i just i i love that game and so when i can i and it comes out something new and it's on sale usually i'll pick it up and it just gives me an excuse to play it again so i played little nightmares and then immediately two days later played the second one and beat both of those i think little nightmares the first one i beat in two sittings and then Little Nightmares 2, I beat in two sittings because they're not long games. Three and a half hours, four hours, something like that. That sounds like the perfect length nowadays. Yeah, no. I wish I wish I had more experiences like that. Honestly, I would play a Little Nightmares 3 right now. Anything else in that vein, I, I would I would play. I also got around to playing the medium. How was that? Because I believe I installed it and I'd just been busy with work and never got around to it. So I like that team quite a bit that's a bluebird they're the ones who also did the blair witch game did you <laughs> play that one i did not play that one okay I, I saw the reviews come out and i was like i don't know if this is where i want to put some of my time so i really really like that game you have to get past i hate when games do this and i hate when people say this but you have to get past the first like hour or so <laughs> to where they introduce like the main mechanic of the game regar- regarding the camcorder and from that point on, I, 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 I loved it. I found it immensely creepy and, and scary and really messed up. It was one of those games where I beat it and then I kept thinking about it days later. And then I read about it and then I had a friend play it and then I talked to him about it. And so it just stuck with me. The medium is a bit more game than... Blair Witch was so Blair Witch is more of a outlast or a, you know where you're mostly you're just walking mm-hmm. right uh, whereas the medium has a little bit more light puzzle solving and a little bit of combat if you want to call it that um, I but again the focus is on storytelling I enjoyed the medium a lot I, is it is it a great game no it definitely feels like it's made by a smaller team um probably on a smaller budget honestly uh but i i highly recommend it if you're into horror if you're into the silent hill type of atmosphere and i i they're another studio where i will play pretty much anything they release um i know it has like that resident evil tank the old resident evil like tank control um type scheme going on how does it play like compared to like a resident evil is it similar in vain in terms of like what you're doing or is no it different? no I, I again i think that there's some of the puzzle solving that is kind of similar but even 
at no point was I stumped. Yeah. Right. It was mostly just finding what I need to find. Um, and I think the problem when you talk about tank controls being a negative in something like Resident Evil is because of the combat in Resident Evil. I mean, there is there is not much combat in this. Okay. I'm trying to think if there even is some, like if I would even call it combat really. For the most part, it is running away. Okay? okay. So it's that type of game. Yeah. And so yeah, no, the controls at no point bothered me at all. I also finally finished Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I have not got around to that. Um, Did you I, play that um, on the Series X? Or yes. Or wrap that up there? Yes. I, so I waited until the Series X was out to even start it, I I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's wrong. I had started it on the 360. Or the 360. The jeez. <laughs> the Xbox One. And I hit a bug where I could not progress anymore. Ooh. And it was a known bug. And so I was like, uh, fine, I'll just wait until, you know, it comes out in new consoles. And then hopefully by then they would have fixed it. Well, they didn't fix it at first. The bug was still there. So I walked away from it again. And then finally I came back and, and it, it had been fixed. And I was playing it on my nice new 4K, you know, TV with VRR. Which one did you get? Uh, I have a Samsung Q90T. Okay. Um, I really want to get a CX, but... I have the C9. And oh, yeah. It, so I got the C9 right before I moved into this apartment. Uh, I told my t- my wife, I was like, if, if we're getting if we're moving, uh, I want to get a TV, and this will be expensive, but it'll be worth every penny. Because like, I want to be future-proof for the consoles and everything. And she's yeah, like, that's why you're I not, got mine. Yeah, yeah and she's like, you're not gonna, just going to go buy another TV next year, are you? And I was like, no, this, this is it. This is it. And right. it honestly... Right before COVID, everything is right. like, it was the greatest thing to have, and she absolutely loves it alongside me. Yeah, no, the I mean the C9, the CX, they're 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 so so nice. I got the main reason I got the Q90T is because my soundbar, most of my you know my phone, my tablet, they're all Samsung products. So it's just an ecosystem thing, and it just made it easier for me. And, I'm actually rocking a Samsung soundbar with Adobe Atmos. Um, uh, it's so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I have. I have an Atmos soundbar yeah. connected to that TV, and I love it. The only problem is that my soundbar doesn't have eARC, so I have to. So I mostly, when I watch Atmos content and stuff like that, it's mm-hmm. fine because Netflix embeds it in like a five point one stream. It's not. I mean, I'm getting a little technical, but it's not a big yeah. deal. But as far as games are concerned with Dolby Atmos, I'm not actually getting Atmos. I'm just getting 5.1. So most of the time when I'm playing games, I'm wearing headphones anyway. So that's not really a problem. Um, I finished Immortals Phoenix Rising. I mean, in the past two and a half weeks, I've finished like five or six games that I had started, but just for one reason or another had put down. So got back around to it. I loved Immortals. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Was- it was the surprise hit of uh, December for me. Uh, so w- what I did, I got that Backbone uh, controller the, for your iPhone. Okay, uh, yeah. So I got that. I slid my phone in, and then I was like, I need something to test this with. So I downloaded sta- – I, I had a Stadia. Uh, I never activated my account, so I was like, let me activate this. Let me see what I can play. So uh, I fired up, like, Guilt. I fired up uh, a few things, and then there was – I didn't like Guilt. I played Guilt for a little I, bit and I, I like Guilt. I played it for a little bit and I was like, eh. Um, but then they had the Ubisoft Connect um, 
thing. So if you had the Ubisoft Connect subscription, you could download your stuff on PC and play there. And but they also had the saves that transferred between PC and Stadia. Like right. as long as you uploaded it to the cloud. Yeah. And so I played majority of Immortals: Phoenix Rising using the Backbone controller on my iPhone, streaming it. Uh, and then when I was home, I'd play on my PC, and it was fantastic. Just one of the best experiences. Um, even one of my coworkers who's like big on Breath of the Wild, I was like, oh, like this is the game for you, because like he would tell me things in Breath of the Wild uh, that I didn't even know existed. I thought he was making shit up. <laughs> and, right. Uh, uh, so he actually platinumed Immortals, and you know, it's just one of those games where if you, you want something to feel like Breath of the Wild, kind of that same world, um, highly recommend it. Yeah, I would say it has. It's Breath of the Wild has more of a some of the wonder and exploration. Yes, you know. Whereas this is, as far as exploration is concerned, it's more as has it's created with the the map, although not as dense. What is the most Breath of the Wild though is that I'm sure that I completed a lot of the puzzles in ways that they didn't intend me to complete it, just by like breaking it using the physics that they provided and stuff like that. And so that was awesome. I mean, I really, really enjoyed that game, especially after I beat. You know Valhalla, which you know was eighty hours or whatever it took me to beat that, and then or sixty-five hours, and then playing Immortals, which I think was like twenty-five or whatever for me to get through it. So I bought Valhalla for the Series X um, as like a like alongside the console. Essentially, I have not fired it up, and every time somebody says like I see just constant comments of like eighty to hundred hours, and I'm like, I, I mean these are the game like I. Hundred, they got every achievement since Origins, like with that, with um, Odyssey, and it's just like something about Valhalla just seems like, impenetrable to me to even start the game. Like I feel like once I do it, I'm in it, and I can't. I mean, stop. yeah, I would say yes. Once you do, you are kind of just in it. I, I, I think it's very good. I think I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Odyssey. Actually, okay. I never finished Odyssey. It just it didn't grab me the way that Origins did. The story and, wasn't as strong as Origins. Yeah, and so, but I, I think Valhalla is awesome. I mean, listen, like, <laughs> you know, two years, nothing's changed. I play a lot of games at any one time, but I think those are the ones that I would, I would, I would highlight. Um, is really just uh, finishing up Ori, and then I think people should give if you haven't tried Little Nightmares or Little Nightmares Two, I, I highly recommend those. And then one more game that I know is a very old game. I'm very late to the party on, but I was looking for something to play on my PC and I have Xbox game pass, something to play while, you know, that I could pause, do some work and then pick back up and play. I played what remains of Edith Fitch. Um, Okay. That's a great game. Yes. And so that's a, that's a great game. It also, for those who know me, uh, I have like an ins- I have insane anxiety about death, like a, uh, <laughs> so this was not the perfect game. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, right. So I'm sure people weren't as anxious and intense playing it as I was. Uh, nonetheless, it is fantastic, and I I really enjoyed it. Have you time beat it? it? Yeah, yes, I beat it. Okay, yes. So, so um, as a parent, the, the ending hit a little bit harder than you expected i mean there's a there's a as a parent there's a lot of stories we'll say right in that game that i'm just like oh god i can't do this i can't i need to stop after this the one with the swing the one with the swing is the oh my god it's so simple but it's it's so good um and then i love the mechanics of the one in the fishery oh yes that one's very good 
Yeah. I mean, and that's the is that the last one? I think that's the last that, one, that right? Where you interact. I mean, it's not the last story, but yeah, yeah it's the last one you actually interact with. Uh, yeah, no, that that game was very good. What about you? What are you playing? Anything new? Um, so it's been strange. It's like the work print has been coasting along. Is I think from my point of view of like how much I've been putting into it. Uh, I've handed it kind of handed it over to the writers. I know Christian was doing a lot. Um. Uh, over the years, organizing a lot, and for me, that's mostly been because of work. Where, you know, the Workprint is a WordPress website, and now at work, I'm in charge of a WordPress platform. So by the time I'm done with the day, it's been I'm just WordPressed out. Um, and so for me, it's been trying to find pockets of time to actually be able to play something. Uh, and so I've been since December, I've delved into Dragon Quest Eleven. I got every achievement in that game and it was such a good classic RPG. But here's the weird thing. I had this game on the Switch and I like it's it plays fine on the Switch, but it came to Game Pass and four K on Game Pass with um the cloud saves back and forth between PC and the Xbox. Yeah. It's it's like this Microsoft seamless environment that they've created is it's a godsend, like, and especially when XCloud starts rolling out uh, more to the public. I've, yeah, it's, it, it, it's the future of gaming. It's like, like I said earlier, with the backbone controller being able to stream my con, like, like I, the Xbox, the PlayStation uh, Five and Four, um, Steam. They all have remote play apps, and using that backbone in my phone, I can stream from home. Um, or, you know, thankfully, I live in an area with a gigabit connection. And I play with pretty much low latency as long as I have a strong enough Wi-Fi connection wherever I am. Yeah, I mean, I you mentioned the seamlessness. There's so many games that I have, you know, played on my Series X, then sat down on my computer, played a little bit on there. And then I have, you know, the Backbone's only available for iPhone. Mm-hmm. I have the Razer Kishi yeah. um, for my, looking, for my phone. And I and so even earlier today I was sitting there. Uh, my daughter was watching something on TV. I'm sitting on the couch and I was playing a game o- on my phone. And then I'm gonna be able to pick up the save later. I was, what was I playing? Oh man, this is gonna drive. Oh, I recently started one of the games. I'm not gonna mention also because I'm only 30 minutes into it and I feel like I hate it. Is I'm playing Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. And I've actually I also picked this up. Uh, and started playing it and so i i was playing it a little bit on my phone with remote play uh to my series x downstairs and so but just being able to do that seamlessly is unbelievable and they do it better than anybody mm-hmm. right and so yeah it, it's uh, so yeah um that remote remote play is fantastic but one of the things that i always have trouble with is finding the right game for it because like shooters while you can get away with it, like I tried Destiny, is um, it, it still your precision doesn't feel that great. Um, and then Crash Four is another one I tried, but it's just like sometimes the screen, like I have a iPhone 11 Pro Max, um, which is like one of the bigger iPhones. I think the 12 Pro Max is only a little bit bigger, but it's still sometimes a bit hard to tell what um, your distance right. and things like that. I mean, so, and it, it's the nature of that platform being exactly. the way it is. Yeah. Right. So like a 2d platformer or even 
even a game like Super Lucky's Tale or Ukulele, something like that, right? Those are, I think, a little bit easier. But yeah, Crash seems to be more difficult playing on my phone. Yeah, and like the cool thing with the Series X and like Crash Four that I like is like, like like you said, I don't know if I'm in love with it, but it does scratch that two D, not not two D, but that platformer itch, like that classic platformer itch. Uh, and, like, the improvements to Crash 4 with, like, the Halo underneath Crash so you know exactly where you're going to land. Which, uh, when I played the remaster of the trilogy, I started playing Crash 1 and I was like, how did I ever love this as a kid? <laughs> this is, like, the worst. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine trying to play those games without the Halo underneath yeah. you. Um, but, like, the game looks great with the next-gen update. Um, plays great. Uh, but, yeah, maybe not something I'm fully in love with, but definitely getting what i want out of it in short bursts and with quick quick resume i just like pick it up pray exactly where i left off um god what a fantastic feature um been playing a bit of yakuza like a dragon yakuza 7 um one of the best new characters ichiban um i am so interested in playing this game the problem is that again it's how many hours right and so so the how long to beat doesn't seem so bad uh, I think what I see with a lot of Yakuza fans tends to be they end up going off into the side stuff a lot or trying yeah, to get 100%. Right. Uh, so I think it's like 40 hours or uh, listen, hours. How Long to Beat is one of the one of those apps that I have on my phone on the home screen. All right. Because... Uh, average is 46 hours. So still on oh, the, at the end. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. 46. 46 I can handle. Yeah. You know, I just can't do right now Another... an 80-hour an, an game. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, yeah, like, honestly, I- Ichiban is one of the coolest characters I've ever seen. Um, just the way he interacts with people, you just love him from the, very, from the get-go. Um, and just, like, how that story unfolds, I think a lot of games writing uh, can take notes from because it has character development. It has great ways to express its story. Like, yes, you'll get long cutscenes, but... Um, you get something out of it because a lot of times you just play a game and you're just like, like I, I know people rave about the dark souls, demon souls, bloodborne world, but I, I just wish they would tell me the story. I don't want to read uh, it. Like, right. You know, right. Like, you know, like I get environmental storytelling. I love it in a lot of cases, but like sometimes I just wish dark, that souls born series would just be like, here's the story. This is what you need to know. Like, and Sekiro kind of did that, which you no, know, to its credit, I did enjoy quite a bit. Um, yeah, not much on the PS5 after launch. I did play through Miles Morales, which I yeah, I played through game. that. Yeah, played through Demon Souls. Astro's Bot's Playroom was probably one of the greatest th- games to come out in so long, uh, with, especially with the controller. Um, I and- also uh, I finally finished Bloodborne actually on my PS5. What did you think? I love that game as much as i do not like the dark Souls series i loved bloodborne and it's funny that you mentioned that you wish they would tell you more story i'm 100 percent on board with you because that world is so fascinating that world is so creepy in the right ways and i just oh man i loved everything about that game actually even like the art direction i, I remember i remember this discussion uh it was our game of the year uh podcast that year and it was the best art was our category and it was like 
or in the Blind Forest versus Bloodborne, and everyone's just like, have you seen Blind Forest? But I was like, but Bloodborne! <laughs> and I'm right, like, yes. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I'm happy with our choice at the end, yes, but, right. but like, some of the art in Bloodborne is just absolutely breathtaking. I agree. Then, yeah, and Platinum, Platinum, yeah, getting the Platinum in that game was so many late nights. Yeah, <laughs> if you've I mean, never been down in the chalice dungeons, don't. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm gonna go that far with that game, but uh, yeah, I beat it and I did, uh, I did get the good ending, if you want to call it. I found what you needed to find. The three, the, the, the three yes, cards. right. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, no, that game, that game was very, very good. Yeah. Um, like, the Demon Souls remaster, like, to its credit, like, very well done i so, enjoyed it so i actually got it i started mm-hmm. playing it but it was so soon after i beat bloodborne mm-hmm. that i was like you know what the first time i died on something that i was like i can't believe i died there i was like you know what maybe i'm not ready to go right back into something like this mm-hmm. yeah no I, I i can buy that for sure um if you ever want to co-op through that or tackle that solo just let me know i would love to sit down on streams and just watch you play yeah. that um <laughs> And that one's always a fun one to watch. And like, I think one, I know Demon Souls was early on, but one of the things I liked was like kind of how it broke itself into like levels, right? Um, yeah. Instead of like this vast open world, and just so you could like do things in a bite-sized manner, uh, quickly. Um, I think my problem actually with Dark Souls is that it is such a vast world, but it's also, I find it to be impenetrable as far as navigation is concerned. Compared to like, or Bloodborne, I feel while it is an open-ish world it's fairly linear like it leads you along the way yeah it blocks off where you can't get to and you just you know turn back around where i think dark souls 2 is the first dark souls i tried to play and i completely got lost and i'm sure there are people out there that are like come on noob but like (laughs) i i just it just wasn't for for me and that franchise i tried playing dark souls 3 i tried playing a co-op and all that ended up happening was me getting invaded over and over again and i was just like okay enough of this I, um, no, I, I'm in agreement with you, because Dark Souls 1, I picked up the remastered, and I just, like, I get a little bit further every time I play, but it just wouldn't click with me, um, for that, and 2, I never tried, but 3, Sekiro, and Bloodborne, love them all. Yeah, uh, other than that, I, I think the more recent release was Monster Hunter Rise, which I mentioned earlier, which I finally sat down with. Rob, you played Monster Hunter World, right? Uh, yeah, I didn't finish it. Uh, I think I was like one hunt off, honestly, from finishing it. I, my problem with that game is I wanted to play that game with my friends and that game didn't want me to play with my friends. So Monster Hunter Rise will let you play with your friends. Um, but it also feels like Monster Hunter World Delight with a few new features to me. Like, I mean, I love the Switch for sure, but that thing needs an upgrade, which, you know, possibly coming right um but you know they that rumor has been going on for years now yeah right <laughs> you know since we last podcast i could probably told you there's a new switch model coming in <laughs> yeah. one of our stories yeah. um so yeah, when no, actually i was listening to a podcast and they mentioned that the original switch came out in 2017 right something like that and so it's been four years already and i just it doesn't feel like it's been four years i feel like uh, there's breath of the wild and then i was waiting for the next yeah one. right Right, and I'm sure that's not the reality. I'm sure if I go yeah. and look at my Switch right now, I've played a ton of games since then. But, yeah. but yeah, that it it does kind of feel that way. Yeah, 
And yeah, so it's it's monster hunting. You go out, you fight a big monster, you can use traps and whatnot to capture it. Um, but you know, on the Switch graphically, it doesn't look as nice as World did. There's it lacks some of those animations. But you know, if you but it's faster. Like the hunts don't take as long. There's fun mechanics to make your way around the map. Um, and then you can jump in fairly fast into multiplayer as well. And you don't need to get to the cutscene, back out, and then invite your friends. Right, like, okay, that, cool. That, that's all gone. All right, but, cool. Um, you know, there, I think Capcom has already said there's a PC version of it coming out. So in my mind, I know I just bought this, but in my mind, I'm just like, maybe, maybe if I just hold off. I might um, be willing to play that, actually, yeah. if it comes out on PC. I mean, my yeah. problem, like I said, my problem with the Switch is that and I, honestly if I, we did play on the switch i'd probably play it right here in front of my computer so i could have discord going on in the background but my problem with the switch is still it's online functionality i mean not having a party chat not having an easy way to get my friends to, to be able to communicate with them and some of these games the in-game chat is just it's just not great and so it's i don't know man so th- this, this is my plan i'm going to create a powerpoint and i'll send it to phil spencer it's going to be like buy discord for 10 billion like the rumors are saying and then get discord on the switch yes and right solve everybody's problem yeah i mean that would be a, amazing are you kidding me and i then would you get, then you can put mario in the master chief costume that's how we get our crossover yep hey i'm, I'm for it i'm for it uh yeah no but it's um yeah it's it's and, and like the, the funny thing is I I beat the story in the world. I never, I bought Iceborne, but I never got uh, actually played it um, because the concept of going back into Monster Hunter, like I kind of felt like I was playing more of world <laughs> as as soon as I jumped into like my first monster fight. I was like, oh, I still feel fatigue, and it's been two years um, in my mind. Have you ever played Dauntless? No, I have not. So I actually oh, gave wait, Dauntless. Wait. Was that a- like the epic game? It is, okay. yes. So I played Dauntless when it first came out. was like, eh, this isn't great. I played it again recently around the launch of the consoles. Mm-hmm. I started started playing it. And that is kind of what I want out of Monster Hunter. The only difference is that I would like a, a better narrative that at least Monster Hunter World had. I mean, it was... There was a narrative. I don't know if it was better or what. Oh, oh, the funny thing is, Rise really doesn't seem to have a narrative outside of monsters are about to stampede towards our town. Now take these quests and just that's go so, do that. Yeah, so that's kind of what Dauntless is, and <laughs> yeah. I think it works. Dauntless, also you mentioned the hunts being faster. The, the hunts in Dauntless are fast. You, It's a an open arena, basically. You run around, you find the the monster. You Four of you beat it up, right? And then... Uh, if you don't beat it up fast enough, it leaves, but it's easy to track. It's not part of the, my problem with world was tracking the monsters just became a pain after a while mm-hmm. and you beat it up some more until you knock it out and then it drops parts, right? And then you get to make the, the cool armor. And so Dauntless it scratched that itch for me. Also played just much faster. Uh, at least the weapons I was using played much faster than anything in, in a monster hunter world. And also seem to have more impact. Yeah, it still took a while, and these monsters took a ton of hits, but it felt like I was doing something, whereas I feel like sometimes I'm playing Monster Hunter doesn't feel like I'm doing anything. Mm-hmm. I ran into that during one of the first quests 
it's the Yoda quest giver, and there was like it's like level star, and underneath it says expedition, and I just thought like level star was just like the tier. Uh, yeah. Everything expedition was like the first thing I was, I was supposed to do. So I went to expedition, and I came across like a large monster, and so I'll, I'll, I'll give it credit compared to world. There's like no tracking from what I've seen so far. It's okay. just like the monster's here. You'll see like an icon or a question mark floating around. Just go there and you'll encounter it. Um, and so I, I ran up to it, but I ended up chasing this thing for 45 minutes. Yeah, see. <laughs> and then I was just like, but but then I realized I didn't finish the tutorials for like capturing and things like Got that it. or yeah. monster riding. Um, I did that, but yeah, it's, I mean, if you're a fan of Monster Hunter, you'll know exactly what you want out. You're going to get out of this. But if you want better graphical fidelity, maybe wait for the PC version uh, in this case. And then the final thing, which kind of takes us into our news that I played yesterday. Ah, oh, God, the heroine of video games. Riot Games has put out League of Legends Wild Rift, a mobile version of League of Legends. And wow, it's good. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's for a mobile game. I was not expecting this. I am. I. Are you, this is just an audio podcast. I am rolling my eyes so far back into my head. It's. It's insane. I might have just hurt myself. I also <laughs> downloaded uh, League of Legends Wild Rift. I. I had pre-registered for it. Was waiting for it to come out. Um, I had been following its progress because it's actually been out in New Zealand, right? That's usually where they release the the test. The, the test yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the mobile Australia, games. New Zealand test bed. And so it came out. I've played the tutorial. I will say that it seems like a pretty good adaptation of League of Legends on mobile. It works. It looks pretty good. Um, but it is still League of Legends, and I don't know what I was expecting, and I just <laughs> I cannot get back to that game. I mean, look, I say that, and then there's a chance that next week when we record one of these that I've put in, you know, 10, 15 hours because it's there on my phone. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it, so far it seems like they've done a, a good job translating that to phones. And I believe their plan is to also bring it to console. I think is what they originally announced and it would be this version. Yeah. And so I think it can work. I mean, this is somebody who I mentioned the comfort games, right? And one of the games I didn't mention that I'm I'm still playing because, of course, I am, is I'm still playing Smite on I, on console. Every time I see you playing Smite with and everybody, I'm just like, I was like, this will never end. No, I looked it up. I have 63, almost 64 days of playtime oh in that game. That's didn't two they, full months of playtime. And I stopped playing that. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle skins for that. They game? did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, that battle pass was bad, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've done a good job. They, they released skins on the regular. All, for the most part, the skins are very, very good. The battle passes are, are hit or miss. The best battle pass they've ever had, honestly, in my opinion, is they did a Ruby battle pass. Okay. And is, that an, is that considered an anime? I think so, yeah. I think if okay. you ask Rooster Teeth, they would say that that's their anime. R-W-B-Y. Um, R-W-B-Y, right. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm not one to talk about MOBAs and how bad they are for you. Yes. Uh, but I just don't know if I can get back into League. I mean, we'll see. I, so when COVID started, I fired up League back up 
and start playing with friends. Like, everybody kind of went back to League in a really weird way. And then, you know, we got back into ranked. We made our way up to the ladder. I got to gold. Um, and I was, I, I'm still amazed at how bad people are at that game. <laughs> like, it's like, I've been gone for five years. Like, what have you guys been doing this entire time? There's a, there's a League under bronze now. And I got to gold, and then I... At this point where people just like either weren't caring or just really tryharding, and I was just like, I, I just want it's not fun anymore. And so I think with Wild Rift, one of the things that works for me it's just like it's quick and dirty, fifteen minutes. I think most of my games, the longest one has been sixteen minutes, the shortest one being ten. Um, it, it you know I I kind of get what I want out of it. I haven't lost a game yet, but <laughs> it's uh, it it seems. It seems to scratch that itch, but I don't know if competitive. I I don't know how good people will actually be in competitive ranked because I think they they lose some fidelity in that touch control, even like trial and skill shots, unless there's just people out there that are just amazing on mobile phones. (laughs) Right. I mean, we should probably link up at some point this week and give it a play and see what it's like playing together, and and we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Here's the here's the funny thing about League of Legends in particular is that. I really like their character designs. Mm-hmm. I am very interested in their world and their lore. I just don't want to play that game. <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm happy they're putting out um, that. Is it an RPG? Uh, what's that? No, I did they say it was an RPG? I don't know if they actually said what genre game. The one that takes place in like Bilgewater or whatever. Rune King. Um, it's a turn-based role-playing game. Oh, yeah. is it? Okay. Yeah, story-driven turn-based role-playing game developed by airship syndicate yeah i'm excited about that i mean listen give me games that aren't league in the league universe and yeah. I'll, I'll be good to go yeah and it's like they yeah like you said they have fantastic characters they just revealed a new one um they also have that rumored league fighting game there's that and i think there's also uh an mmo in the works because i think they're hiring for an mmo as well um recently so I mean, it only makes sense. They've laid that groundwork for a, over a decade, I think, at this point. Uh, so, you know, I'm excited to see where they go. That game, literally, I think I, the last time I played, I had to have played within the last year because it feels like I played on this computer and I haven't had this PC for that long. And, I mean, I, I want to say as soon as we started playing, I was like, oh, yeah, I can't stand this game and I can't stand people who play it. Yep. Get me out please yeah it's uh, like, hey but listen that's just me if you love league you're a psychopath i don't know what's no, like no but i i think i think there's two types of league players there's the 90 percent who agree with you uh but still play it right and there's right. that 10 percent that don't realize it and uh they don't know that they have a problem right um yeah so that's league of legends wild rift um if you're a league fan recommend it if you're new it actually has a pretty good tutorial um don't do it but if you're really, really, if you it, want to hate yourself, do it. <laughs> also, I, I, so I've really just gotten through the tutorial. I haven't played many matches. How long are the actual matches against people? Have you found? Um, somewhere between ten to sixteen. It's varied in terms See, of how fast I, mastery you can right. carry you through the jungle. So <laughs> I think they streamline a lot of things, especially when it comes to the store. I mean, I've just been going like recommended bye yep. bye bye bye, and so I think that is the one thing that I like about it and why I will probably play it here and there is that it does seem like something where if I'm 
waiting for my son outside of his, you know, Taekwondo or whatever. Right. I could just pull it up on the phone, play for a match real quick and be able to put it away. I was actually surprised that my phone didn't heat up like it normally does with like an intense game. Like I'm playing it in like the 60, the performance mode for 60 frames per second. Yeah. You can even customize like the graphical settings uh, to your liking. And I think certain Samsung phones even have like 120 uh, frames per second uh, mode uh, on that, which is really impressive. Uh, like mobile gaming actually come far away. Like I think even like PUBG mobile hit 1 billion downloads, which is I mean, an insane number. It's funny, you know, we were talking about the Backbone and the Razer Kishi. Even just using my Xbox One controller with a phone mount that I have for it, I was playing, like, Call of Duty Mobile, right? Mm-hmm. And that's great with a controller. I think mobile is getting to the point where it's pitting up portable console quality, right? I'm not going to say it's an Xbox Series X quality, but it's Switch quality games. I think the problem comes where whether or not it supports touch and controller or just touch because that's where it loses me is when yeah. it's just touch. I know some of these savages who are 16 and, and have had tablets in their hands since they were five probably don't have a problem with it, but I'm an old man, and so the, 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 the touch screen is, is a problem for me. I, I could have sworn, maybe this was a few years back, they probably, I'm not sure if the games still allow it, but there's Android users for some of these games that would – hook up a keyboard and mouse to their phone oh my just, gosh like, can you just imagine that versus like a touch in a touch environment i mean listen honestly when i play call of duty mobile i feel like i'm cheating yeah right because i have a controller and you know it i think it says that it tries to match you up with other people who are using controllers but there's just no way because i've had matches in call of duty mobile where i've gone 43 and 1 in domination right yeah. so like um so yeah i couldn't even imagine mouse and keyboard Anyway, enough league. I'm done with this. Yes. I, 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 you did mention um, Call of Duty, and I just did want to say, I downloaded Warzone the other day on Xbox. It was 94 gigs. F- took me 16 minutes to download it, which I was kind of oh, impressed about. Yeah. Uh, but then I think I'm done with competitive shooters in a sense. Like Maybe it's a Call of Duty for me. Like I just... Or maybe it's impossible to penetrate that game now, but like I'd get in and I'd get in the firefight and I'd feel like I'd get to jump on somebody and I'd just still die. I don't I, know if I'm aiming so, at the wrong part of somebody's no, body. So I think that game in particular, Warzone in particular, is kind of impenetrable for new players because if you're if you happen to go up against somebody who knows what they're doing, mostly because that game has their loadout system, right? So people who have been playing for a long time. They have higher level weapons, which means they have better attachments on those weapons. And if they have a loadout, if you're going up against somebody, they have a loadout gun and and you've got something you picked up off the ground. I mean, even if you get the drop on them, if they have, let's say right now, the current meta is like an AUG. If they turn around, they hit you twice with the AUG, they're going to down you. That makes more sense. And so I think that's kind of the problem. That game in particular is very meta based where you have to just play the meta or else you're going to lose. I think it's why I enjoy Apex Legends more and why I still play Apex on a, on a regular basis. Is I think in that game, one, everybody has the same opportunity at every weapon. Uh, the weapons seem to be better balanced. Almost every weapon in that game is viable. I don't even like. I don't even know what you would call the current meta in Apex right now. I know I have two weapons I like to run, but then my other friends uh, have weapons that they like to run. They're completely different. Mm-hmm. So... 
I but I I think that's a, a Call of Duty yeah. specific issue in, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think the other thing, like you said, you have friends you play with. I don't think I would want to subject my friends to how bad my aim has gotten <laughs> in recent years. It's just I, like, you, like you never want to be that person on the team where everybody's like. Okay, you got this. It's just you. Just take out that one guy, and then everybody's watching you play, and they're like, "Oh, oh, oh no, oh no!" <laughs> and then like everybody slowly goes offline, and just like I gotta go do something else. No, so for me, I think I've gotten to the point where if if I'm playing with you or somebody like you who hasn't been playing in a while, who's new to the game and stuff like that, I tend not to get mad at you. I tend to get mad at myself for not playing better and carrying better. But I'm not mad at you because I understand. I get infuriated when I'm playing with my friends who have been playing for just as long as me. And, you know, their aim is shoddy some nights. That's when I I lose it. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, it, but, you know, like, I miss I miss playing with you guys for sure. Uh, it's been a while. I know the, the day the Scott Pilgrim remaster came out, I jumped into the party chat. And you, I think you guys already had a full party. And I was just like, it's like damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is that is the... The one problem is that we do have a fairly large group and just finding games that we can all play. One of the things that's been good has been that game Project Winter, which came out and that supports that's that's kind of one of those games that's like Among Us, right? Where two yeah. people are a trader Ooh. and then everybody else and it's also a survival game in some ways where you're trying to complete objectives and, and also you're you're like chopping down trees to get wood so that you can craft something and then you need to eat because you get hungry and you need to stay warm because you're out in the in the cold um and so that game has been pretty good if you ever want to hop in with that with us and, yeah, and play that some of that fantastic i mean yeah. like i think among us was which actually has its new map drop tomorrow actually um the airship got that we should stream that if we can get people on stream. That. Yeah, I would be down. You know what? I'm excited. I'm excited for that. It's supposed to be this summer coming to uh, Xbox, and I believe it's yeah. supposed to come up Game Pass as well when it does. And that's another one of those games where, like, me and all my friends, I would love to stream that. Especially, I mean, you know the the group of guys I play with and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I think that's just gonna be. It's mostly gonna be us uh, accusing Matt every match and <laughs> and yelling at him and himself somehow talking his way out of it just to end up being him every single match because that's how that goes but yeah uh, i think among us for uh was the one thing where i could get people to download in discord and like sit through figuring out how it works yeah <laughs> right. That's not tech, right tech savvy but it's like yeah it's one of those games that you know i think when it comes to xbox uh, widen the door for a lot more fun opportunities um all right. Um, yeah. So I think Wild Rift was one of our first stories, and I think it a nice segue into some of the new stories we did want to cover. Um, the other, like, I don't know if you played this at all, um, but Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven it just got its March one point two patch this week, which I, when I talked to Christian about it, because Christian has put an insane amount of hours, he said that patch. Uh, notes article had over 8,000 words uh, in it because there's it's an insane update like this game should have never launched last year um, yeah what well, it, 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 it reminds me of you know like the CVS receipt uh, yes. meme right <laughs> yes. that's kind of what these patch notes look like or it's like a magician pulling uh, ribbons out of his cuff right it just kept yeah. going and going and going 
Um, I have not played this yet. I have owned it since day one. <laughs> I have not played it yet because I am waiting for just that next gen update and for them because I'm excited about it. I have friends who have played it who said that they played on the Series X and they said on the Series X it ran fine. Yeah, there was some bugs, but it wasn't the nightmare that it was on the, the last gen. And they enjoyed it and they really like it. And so I'm excited to play this game, but I'm at a point now where I have enough games. I mean, Game Pass makes it so that I'm never hurting. And I've got the PS5 as well. I mean, I've got options, so I would rather just wait and play it at what will hopefully be its best, you know? And uh, I played it on PC, and for the most part, I think, like, that was the best uh, place to play it, maybe outside of Stadia, weirdly enough. Right. Um, I had a good time with it. No crashes. There were, you know, there's those weird glitches here and there. Uh, with it, but like the story, like I really enjoyed the story. Like the main side quests, the main character interactions were really well done. Uh, I do wish this game ha- had maybe another year or two. I think they kind of backed themselves in a corner. I know Bloom, like Jason Trier and Bloomberg, have put out insane amount of articles on like what's happened like, with everything around this game. But you know, take the take. I think, but I think the one thing that did come out from this. Uh, that once thanks Cyberpunk Four is like studios are ready to delay games. Oh yeah, like nobody we've, like we've seen this year. Like I, I would be happy if no new games came out this year because there's enough of a backlog. Game Pass is killing it. Like, like I mean, yeah, I, no, no studio now wants to be the next Cyberpunk. Yeah. Right. And I will say this. I mean, I joked about it being the CVS receipt of patch notes, but I respect them releasing a patch notes list as long as it is. I mean we should be encouraging that from more studios. I mean, yeah. there's been games where they've said the patch notes are out and then it turns out that there was even more hidden behind the scenes thing, you know, especially when it comes to some of these competitive shooters where the patch notes aren't actually covering every single change they're making. And that's infuriating. So the idea that they were willing to release a list, I mean, they had to have known what a list of this length would look like and how it would be made fun of on social media. Yeah. I feel like at this point they know that they're under a microscope. So everything they do is going to be um, heightened and examined at a, at a level that maybe other places wouldn't get the same kind of scrutiny and people are going to be ticky tacky about everything. But I don't have a problem with the notes list being that long. I think it is kind of a bummer because it shows just what a mess it, it was. Yeah. But some of these things are also bugs that some people wouldn't have ever seen or haven't seen. Right. I mean, they're literally giving out everything they've come across and they're showing that, Hey, they are working on this game and making it better. Now we can argue about whether or not, yeah, it should have been delayed. Right. Giving it more time. It came out half baked, but the fact that they are being this open and are are releasing this much information is a good thing. I actually think they should be, more open and communicative right like there was yeah they did have that hack there was that moment of silence of like hey this patch is delayed what is right. it actually coming out right um and yeah, listen I, they're not the only one that suffers from not being yeah. you know open and communicating enough uh, another game that i am enjoying quite a bit even though it definitely has its share of issues is that marvel's avengers game right i i think it's very much just comfort food you know, I, I, I can sit I down reinst- and just 
Yeah, play. you reminded me that's on my docket. Uh, I reinstalled it after the next gen update, but I haven't gone back to finish it. Yeah, yeah. So I got back into it with the next gen update because I didn't want to play any of the expansions, the new characters that they released till that update came out. And I'm I'm back in. I'm enjoying it. It is just a, a grind fest. You are just making the numbers go up. Um, but I am having a good time, and that's another studio that I wish. One, I wish that they were releasing on a more regular cadence, but obviously with the pandemic that had to change just the whole way that they're working. There's all these companies just getting used to doing everything from home. Right. But I think they, they need to have, they need to be more communicative and just have more of these war tables. Right. Even if it's just like, Hey, we, even if they were doing a thing where they were like, Hey, we have the war for Wakanda coming out this month. We have, this level designer on a video talking about what's going into that. And in this month we have, you know, stuff like that, right. Where they're just giving us, even if they're just talking about the stuff that's coming just to keep us engaged, I think would go a long way. And I think like the one of the good things that Bungie has done with destiny two is every Thursday they have that, um, this week at Bungie. Um, I think that's what it's called. Uh, and you know, they update on like everything that's going on, the state of the game, things that they're working on. Um, and you know that tends to work in between like these big updates and even even they said they came out themselves and said like hey there's no destiny expansion this year um you know we're just gonna ride it out and we'll be ready next year for like i think q1 yeah i mean i think we're gonna see a, a lot of that yeah. a lot of the games that we saw get delayed they were games that were probably pretty close to being finished before the pandemic hit and shut things down the way they did right yeah. so Imagine games that are that were started a year before things shut down or at the beginning of when things got shut down. Like, what, There are games that we probably would have seen this year that we're not going to see for another two years. I just know that whenever Nintendo has all their ducks in a row, when like their Metroid Prime for their Bayonetta 3, their Breath of the Wild 2, like, I feel like they're all going to hit that same year. And it's gonna be like the greatest Nintendo. Of I mean, the year they do that, that though, seen. right? Yeah. Like they do that, and then and they so, go silent for three years, yeah. and you're just like holding on, like, come on, give me so, something. Yeah, I'm not surprised. You know, I I think I'm hoping you would assume that we're gonna see more years like that out of Microsoft now that yes. they've acquired Bethesda. Even with the studios they had acquired before, I think we're getting to a point where we are gonna see, you know, three or four big games out of Microsoft, you know, first party development. And, and, yeah. and so, I mean, that's exciting. I, we're, we're like veering off into a, a different tangent, but no, I, I mean, I, I do, I do like this topic though. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I'm in agreement. Like I've been delving more into project management work and like, I can tell you that switch over to COVID like for my team, we worked internationally, so it wasn't really skipping a beat outside of like, hey, we're not meeting in office anymore. There's just more meetings on your calendar. And the problem with more meetings is it gives you less time to do the creative work. Like sometimes what could be a conversation over at your desk or just walking over somebody now becomes maybe a 15 to 30 minute call where you just end up discussing things. And like that eats away at you. Like, I mean, I, there's days where I'm in meetings from, 8 a.m. to 5, or sometimes even longer, and then I stare at an inbox of, like, 120 emails, and I'm just like, something's got to give. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's taking less emails, but sometimes, you know, it's not that. 
But the other problem that I think game studios will also fa- start facing is a lot of those water cooler ideas, like where you do that pre-production, you do that scoping for like a new project, that creativity, just a session, jam sessions that you do, those are gone. Like you don't, you can't just be like working on something and just show it to somebody and then they can chime in. Like you lose that creative space. And so without that, you know, it, it really puts into question like, how creative some of these games will be like i definitely think you know and i've heard this on a lot of podcasts uh, as well it's just like really curious what the gaming landscape looks like for the next two to three years um because i think COVID's going to have a wide range impact on just how a lot of development is handled especially for new games that are just beginning yeah um yeah any other thoughts on in terms of? I mean, I, I, I don't even know what tangent we went off from there. Yeah, no, Avengers. we were talking about the cyberpunk <laughs> yeah. and then being yeah. communicative and with yeah. the long patch notes. I, I mean, I haven't played it yet. Like I said, I'm waiting for that next gen update, and it seems like that's gotten delayed so that they can fix all these bugs. So, I mean, I'm excited once I do get my hands on it to come around and 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 play it. And yeah, it, it stinks that the patch note is as long as it is because it was as busted as it is, but I'm, I applaud them for being willing to release a, a note. Cause they could have easily highlighted big ticket items mm-hmm. and then also been like, and some quality of life features or other various bugs. Right. And nobody would, and, and then we'd be talking about how they're not talking about all the bugs that they, they have fixed because they know how many bugs that, you know? So, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't have a problem with the list being as long as it as it is, you know, but yeah. I'm still going to make fun of how long that list is. <laughs> um, our next item on the news thing is a pair of headphones that cost as much as the Series X. Rob, yeah. I'll let you take this one. Yeah, so right around the the launch of the console and before the launch of the console, Microsoft had announced a big what is it uh designed for xbox initiative and they had already been doing something like that where the sticker was already showing up or a similar sticker was showing up on accessories that were made by third parties but they made a bigger deal about the partnerships they were getting this time out and they had this whole graphic that and had a, a bunch of different names on there uh i know odyssey was on there and all kinds uh Otterbox was on there and, and that what came out of that partnership was they had a mobile phone clip for xCloud or I think they just call it you know Xbox game streaming I think is what they call it is the official name and so they have a, a mobile clip for you know your controller they had a carrying case where the controller and the mobile clip fits inside it they also some cell phone cases I think that are meant to you know help with fitting in the clips anyway that's what came out of that so it wasn't just um your typical accessories that you think of when you think of third-party controllers or or headphones but there was also headphones and one of the companies that was on there was bang and olufsen and i when i saw that i was excited and i had actually been checking i must have checked once a month to see if there was any new news just doing yeah. a quick google search and they've been completely silent since they announced that they were releasing something and today actually they announced that the bang and olufsen Bayo play portal 
which is a uh, wireless gaming headset. It includes, besides being uh, an Xbox headset, it also has Bluetooth, so you can use it as just a normal Bluetooth headset with your cell phone or, or whatever device you want. It has some features that you don't typically see, actually, in gaming headsets, right? There's an active noise cancellation in them. Um, and they just bring a, a, a pedigree. So this is a high-end item. And truth be told, if you go and bang on all of some sites, they have some products that are $100,000, right? So, God damn. Yes. So this is – so, I, you know, the price when it was announced was a little bit higher than I was expecting at 499.99 but it didn't or it's not it's just 499 i'm glad they saved me the 99 cents so it's 499 uh so it was a bit it it didn't shock me is is what i'm I'm trying to say i did expect it to be in the 300 and up price i think most premium headsets that you find these days are at that 300 mark you have your astro a50s and you have your odyssey penrose but this is one of the more expensive headphones and it might be the most expensive that I've seen made specifically for console. I've seen more expensive gaming headsets, which you connect to your console via the controller via 3.5 millimeter plug. But as far as like actually being wireless with the console itself, these take the cake. Now they, they, the black ones, they come in three colors. There's black, there's a, a navy blue, and a gray. The black ones were actually available to purchase today. Um, and I actually saw that they were sold out at, like, at, at, it might have been Best Buy or something like that. And then the other ones um, are available for pre-order from Microsoft's site. And they have listings on some other third-party, or some other retailers, but they don't have a pre-order for them yet that, I, that I've seen. I... One of the things that happened during this pandemic is I started becoming more obsessed with uh, sound and entertainment, right? Yeah. So I'm not – I like music. I wouldn't say I love music. I actually prefer the production of music. So I prefer, like, beats, right? And I think sometimes people hear beats and they, they think only hip-hop, but even – pop I, I the production of music especially when it's really well done and, and really clean it's one of those things where if you sit there and you try to zone out and not think about the lyrics and just focus on the the beat you start hearing things that you didn't hear before and you realize how all that works together well it's the same way when in movies and tv shows and in games all of that sound design has a purpose and when it's done well, it's it's amazing, okay? And we talked about um, sound bars earlier, and that's one. That's kind of what started me down the road was researching sound bars and getting a new sound bar and wanting a new sound bar, even though I already have a sound bar. And, and so, dope, well, like when you had that Dolby Atmos sound bar and it kicks it like. Uh, I'm big into F1 and like the Drive to Survive season dropped on Netflix last week. You hear those F1 engines roaring through, and it's just like, it's a bliss. Like yeah. good sound quality is, it, it's a luxury. Yes. Yeah. But when, you, but once you've heard it, you can't so go back. I think that's the problem is once you've heard it, 
it's yeah. hard to go back. And so I also started getting into headsets. It went from the sound bars to now headsets for the consoles because honestly, that's my main hobby, right? Like, yeah, yeah I, I watch movies and I watch on TV, but they don't even come close to games for me, okay? Yeah. As far as the passion. And so I got the PS5 and then I ended up buying the Odyssey Penrose and they sound fantastic. I mean, they are, they are, they are so good. And yes, there are some, I, I have a ton of devices. So there are times anytime you're dealing with wireless where you'll have some interference, but for the most part, they are absolutely amazing headphones, headset for the PS5. Um, I've had the Astro A40s with the TR Pros for the longest time now that I was using on my console. And while they sound amazing, there are downsides to having a wired setup, right? And this is a wire that is stretching across my entire floor to my TV to the console. And so I wanted to get a wireless pair. And so my sister for Christmas got me a pair of the Razer Kyra Pros. And then recently I picked up a pair of the official Xbox wireless, Microsoft Xbox wireless headsets. I really wish they named it something else because um, Googling it is such a nightmare. Yeah, it's Xbox wireless headset, right? That's its official name. Yeah. Um, you go into Best Buy and you write that in. And, you and it's every just other every, headset. exactly. You're like, no, I don't want Turtle Beaches. I would have said Turtle Beaches. Yes. Um, and so I also, you know, recently got as my every day just like work out and, and listen to my phone. I got a pair of Microsoft surface twos, um, which I love. And so, and while I like the Kyra's, I think they're some of the most comfortable headphones I've ever had. They do have some sound hiccups here and there where the sound does get distorted. I don't know. I don't think it's an interference problem. And the reason I don't think it's an interference problem is because I don't have that same problem with the Xbox wireless headset. I had to think about the name of that thing again. <laughs> and so that seems to have a much stronger connection directly to the Xbox than the Kyra does and a, a more consistent one. But they're n very comfortable, but not quite as comfortable as the Kyra's. And neither of them sound as good as my Penrose's for the PS5 or for my A40s that I had for the um for the Xbox. And some of it has to do with the size of the drivers in them. Um, a lot of it has to do with just audio design, right? Astro has been at this a long time. Um, and while Razer has been doing it a long time on the PC front, um, they're here, here and there when it comes to the, the console stuff. And so I think that shows too when you look at the Xbox wireless headset where it has such a strong and steady connection with the xbox which you would expect from their official one exactly and i think it honestly it reminds me a lot actually of these of the surface pros in the way they feel on the head and the comfort level uh but those are just a little bit bass heavy for me and granted i can go in there and i can mess with the equalizer and stuff like that but i also have a Dolby Atmos for headphones license on my Xbox Series X. And so I shouldn't have to go in there and, and play with that stuff, you know, yeah. for for everyday use. Yes, I am going to go in there and make a custom one for competitive shooters because 
I'm a psychopath, and I think that that gives me an advantage, <laughs> even if it doesn't. You gotta hear those footsteps. And so, exactly, <laughs> and so, um, so I'm very, very excited about these, and have pre-ordered a a, a pair. Uh, whether or not I hold that pre-order, I have to do some deep yeah, introspective and, and make sure that I'm willing to you know, pay that amount for these. But I mean. I honestly think that after a nice TV, that a nice pair of headphones, a headset for your console is the thing that will enhance your experience the most. And so while, yeah, no, if you can't afford this, don't buy this. Like, don't, you know, it's not it's not going to miraculously make you better at Warzone or at Apex. Um, but. I think the thing I'm most excited about is that we are seeing big names, well-known names, getting involved in the gaming space. Even if it's not headphones, if it's you know OtterBox, anybody who has a cell phone. Yeah, oh, my dad has OtterBox. Right, knows he still what, somehow managed to break his phone, no, but that's <laughs> impressive. But like, but like, no. but that's kind of impressive, just knowing yeah. the fact that it was in the OtterBox. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, seeing these different companies for the for a long time when it came to third party accessories for consoles we were getting really bad controllers really poor quality headsets and we still get some of that honestly um but being able to see quality products come in to this hobby i mean it makes me really excited for the next partnerships and and seeing i mean even bose now has a pair of their uh quiet comfort headphones for gaming right that come yeah. with a detachable boom mic and that's mostly aimed at pc but you could also use that through the controllers plugging them in and so seeing things like active noise cancellation come in to gaming headsets i i, I think is a big deal and i'm really excited to see what what we get next? Yeah, no, uh, I I I'm in agreement with you. Like, I might not be an audiophile, but good sound quality makes a big difference. I know, I know. There's like those headphones that advertise virtualized surround sound, but you talk to any audiophile to be like, that's not real surround sound. It's all simulated. Right. Uh, but right. like, but like, it makes a difference. Like the Platronic rigs I got for my Xbox. You know, it has a dongle that plugs into the USB. But I and you know I get that 7.1 um, like the sound quality of the Dolby Atmos feels great on my Xbox One and now on my Series X and like credit to Microsoft they made that peripheral uh, transfer as simple as possible oh, between yeah. the console generations uh, I, I freaking love it um, but you know when I would go to plug that into a different console I only get stereo out of those and it's just like I would love a headset that would just give me everything I wanted across the board for each of these systems and I don't know if there is one that does that or maybe I just need to buy a separate headphone so so actually the one that comes closest to doing that is the Astro A20s their new wireless ones because they sell the dongles mm -hmm. separately Okay. So the one headset will pair with the different dongles. So because the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, because they handle the accessories when it comes to headphones differently, um, that's what makes it 
difficult. And actually, Astro's been doing this for a while, even though wireless A50s, the charging dock that actually is what's connected to the console, you can buy a separate one for the other console, and then you just drop it on, it pairs, you pull it off, and then you can use that. Um, and so that's the one company I've seen that seems to come the closest to being able to make it so that you can use your headphones across the board. I mean, they already, even if you only have one, they already make it so that you can have it with the, your console choice and PC. Mm-hmm. And so then it's just a matter of buying a separate dongle or a separate base station to then have it on the other console. Um, the switch is where things get uh, a little bit more <laughs> dicey. Yeah. Uh, I actually used my Xbox wireless headset with the switch today. I got one of those um, Bluetooth USB C yeah. things um, a while back. And so, uh, my brother got it for me, and it came with a USB adapter. So I plugged it into that dock, and I just I synced it with the Switch, and it the Xbox Wireless headset worked great with it. Like I, I agree with you, it's a little bit bassy. I should I'm gonna mess around with the equalizer this week yeah. and see if I can uh, get that more leveled out. But like that's a headset I'm happy with. What um, and what they do that what the Xbox headset does that I'm hoping this one does. I haven't taken I've taken a quick look at some of these uh, product photos and stuff like that and it looks like these also have the rotating dials on the side mm-hmm. um having that at least i hope they do having that as the controls rather than buttons buttons on the bottom or 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 wheels on the bottom that you then have to be like okay which one is which again and having those rotating cups is probably the best feature of those I can, tell you, wireless I can tell you using the Pulse headset on the PS5, I walked into GameStop, I saw they had it in stock, um, and I was like, oh, just give me a pair, I don't have a PlayStation headset, and I mess around, like, I still don't know uh, where it is, and like, compared to, I mean, they're the same price as the Xbox wireless headset, yeah. and I just don't, I feel like they're possibly the worst pair of headphones I've owned, like, yeah, see, yeah, uh, it, it just, it sounds flat, like, the games that do utilize 3D audio, it does sound fine, um, but I feel like if I paired any other headphone I had with the PS5, it would have been a better experience, um, and, like, th- that's the annoying part, uh, but I, I, one thing I do hope they fix with the Xbox headset, at least, is when you turn it on, it turns on my Series X every time. Oh right! Even though yeah. I want to use it with the switch, and right. I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, turn this on, connect it there, turn that off, and it, it's a it's a minor thing. I'm I'm guessing they're gonna patch it out. They've done Microsoft's been on top of their firmware updates in terms of like the dashboard and like accessories. So yeah, that's another thing that's exciting about the Xbox wireless headset too is that I mean all these all of these headsets for the most part these days get firmware updates, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not in your face at a console level the way this will when there's a new firmware update, you know? And so just the convenience of turning on the system and then putting on your headset and then it a message popping up like, hey, there's an update, you know? Uh, that is also one of those things that is, is really exciting. And I... It doesn't seem like, at least from the the news that they put out so far about this, it seems like you are going to be using a separate app on your phone to do the equalizer and to update these headphones. Um, which the even ba- even the Bang and Olufsen, yeah. yeah. And so even that is something where like, hey, if they 
give me a notification on my phone that there's a new update. Like, that's great. Yeah, like, I'm on the over at The Verge where they posted the article with the screenshot of the app, and there's, like, literally, like, a listening mode with gaming, FPS, RPG, music, and movie. Yeah, so... we have presets, which is pretty neat. That's what I'm excited about too is so the Razer Kyra has an FPS equalizer setting as well. Uh, just like the Xbox one doesn't have an FPS it has like game movie mm-hmm. broadcast, something like that. But there's a difference between having those settings and them being done well. Yeah. Right. And so I have found that the FPS setting in the Razer Kyra is not very good. Actually, it, the games sound bad. You know, there's a difference between, messing with the equalizer to make the footsteps more prominent and the game still sounds good versus what they've seemed to have done with it. Um, at least the one, two times I tried it. So um, that's what, that's one of the things I'm excited about this too, is you would hope with, you know, their pedigree that they will ha- kind of have that stuff nailed down. Yeah. I'm, I'm, excited for you to get your hands on these if you decide to keep it because i'm really curious to see how you um feel about uh, their take for an xbox headset and i could only imagine that they'll probably sound great with a phone used to streaming music as well right right yeah um god it's nice to know somebody that's slowly becoming an audiophile for future <laughs> for future uh use um i know oh, oh, this podcast is going long uh we do have one final thing that i think um uh, we'll quickly talk about and then probably transition into next week uh which is outriders um which released a demo earlier this month um from square enix and people can't fly or people can't people fly. can fly yeah. can fly yes um you know the the, the studio that brought you bullet storm listen don't say but i'm looking at you don't say bullet storm like that i like the bullet shakespeare storm. the shakespearean classic <laughs> you can you listen you pit bullet storm on mute it's a great game All right. so so i fired up outriders with a buddy of mine because like i was like hey look the progress carries over the games coming to game pass on day one which I mean, I don't know what you're doing out there, but keep doing it. Isn't is you know? I really want to know how that deal happened in the background because it does seem like that was a knee-jerk reaction to the positive buzz coming from the demo, and Mm -hmm. like you said, that demo was just released. And for them to turn around, if that's the case, for them to turn around that fast and be like, and to get that deal done, like that's huge. It it, and it's it's interesting because like. Outriders was a game that I was not planning on picking up, but I played the demo and I was like, oh wow, this is great. But it's 100% something I'm going to be playing tomorrow, day one, yep. uh, when it's yep. on Game Pass. And I'm, yep. I'm, not, I'm excited. It's like, the writing is not great, but the world reminds me of Mass Effect. Like, if you read the, through those journals entries and stuff, like, there's Mass Effect Codex vibes there. You know, it's, it's what's also funny is that you mentioned that the writing's not great, and it's not. Uh, also, the cutscenes look like they're 360 era cutscenes. The game doesn't, but mm-hmm. the cutscenes are are bad. So there's a reason for that. On this uh, Series X and PS5, they're actually playing in 30 frames per second. And so with the day one update that's coming out, they released patch notes of like things that are changing from the demo. They're actually scaling that up to 60. So it actually looks nice. Uh, so okay. it, it should look better because I had that same exact issue uh and i was like 
why does this look like trash? <laughs> and then you transition into gameplay. I'm like, this is smooth as hell. Yeah. It plays great. Yeah. Did you, plays great. Did, looks great. Details great. Did you play it with anybody or did you just run through so it yourself? So I, I ran through the like main story, mm-hmm. right? Missions by myself and then did some side missions with uh, uh one friend so yeah. far. And I think that this game does exactly what I want more games to do where it's weird that this game is a third person cover shooter. Like it gives you the option to get behind cover mm-hmm. when all it wants you to do is get in people's faces and kill. Right. Yeah. It rewards aggression the same way that the new doom and doom eternal have where getting up in someone's face and being aggressive is how you, you heal. And I'm playing as the trickster class. So my whole thing is I heal from close range kills. And so I, I think that this type of game, and honestly it's one of those things where they said it's not a a live service game and they'll see how well it does (laughs) before they release more content. Okay. Uh, do you think they pivoted? Uh, I think they fit it because yeah. <laughs> I think at this point they have, I mean, we'll, we'll see who knows. I think it's yeah. smart, maybe especially the size of their studio to come out and do it this way first. At first, that's what got me excited. And I was like, look, it'll just be a game that we, a co-op shooter, right? Yeah. Like, like borderlands, like borderlands technically isn't a live game. However, borderlands has continuously released content as if it was. And so if outriders becomes something like that and not necessarily a destiny where you need to have this social hub and Mm -hmm. it becomes convoluted like i i try to go back to destiny and there's just there's just so much it's yeah we'll talk about destiny next week but uh i'm in that same boat as you and uh and yeah so i am really really i was already a bit excited about this game just because i knew people can fly were were making it and it's one of those things where i was expecting good gameplay mm-hmm. and, and it delivers and it delivers <laughs> right yeah i was I, not expecting necessarily a, a great story or a great writing and actually i find the story to be interesting story is good yeah it is, it's not well written like right it's dialogue, not well written <laughs> the, the dialogue is not well written right correct the story is and the world around it is pretty great <laughs> yes there is something there for sure and yeah. i am i'm very excited for this game I, this game could totally come out and get sevens across the board from critics and still be my game of the year it has yeah. that kind of vibe i'm actually kind of surprised there's no reviews that dropped because it is a complete game is it not uh yes it's that's true. I mean, I guess its release is the first, so that's the day after tomorrow from when we're recording this, and no oh. reviews have been up yet that I've seen. Oh, wait. Yeah, there's 31 days in March. There is, yeah. And so I, I expect we'll see a ton tomorrow. It just might be a situation where it is one of those, hey, day one reviews. There was yeah. a game. Oh, Balan Underworld. That's the game that released recently <laughs> that they didn't give any early copies to. I quickly watched the giant bomb um, playthrough of that, and I was like, "Oh, did oh, they do a quick look? I need to yeah. take a look." They, of the, I of the look demo, of the demo. Oh, okay. And so uh, it was, it was not pretty. Everything I seen around that game. Yeah, no, that game looks bad. Yeah, 
there's so many questions around that one. No, but like like you said with Art, Outrider, like I'm playing the support class, um, and I, so I have like a turret and like ice abilities. My buddy was playing like the pyromancer class, so he, for him, it, for healing, it was setting people ablaze. For me, yes. for healing, it was shooting from a distance. But yeah. I also got guns that if I landed the killing blow, it healed. Uh, allies within like five meters of uh, the enemy and i was just like like the perks on these weapons are freaking awesome like and these are these are just the ones that are dropping right now so i can't even imagine what like the legendary stuff looks like down the yeah road. and it seems like they have it set up so that when you are playing with friends if you are playing in different classes that there's balance and there's something to be gained from that i was playing with my friend and he was playing as pyromancer and so one of my abilities, like my ultimate ability, is I create this orb around me that basically slows down time for the enemies. And so I had slowed everybody down, and he came in there, and he lit everybody on fire. And so just that synergy, it, I'm excited to see how it plays late game when you have all these abilities yeah. and these higher um, tier weapons. And I, I mean, I think this is one of those games, and I don't know if it has a, a photo mode, but now with all these consoles, the share button is so easy. This is one of those games where I can see myself taking clips and then taking screenshots out of those clips or taking screenshots just because of the chaos that, that can be had in it. And so I'm excited. I mean, I, I need a game right now that is fun that I can play with my friends that's not competitive right yeah. now. No, a hundred percent, and it's like I believe it also supports cross-platform play, but not cross-save, which is kind of infuriating in my uh, in my eyes. It's just like, just give me the cross-save ability. Yeah. Um, like I think cross-save should be something that is available onwards from like today on. Just like, I mean, at the very least, if you have a competitive focus game that has a battle pass. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't apply to Outriders, just the fact of cross-save. Cross-progression needs to be a thing across the board. Yeah. Like, Apex just came out on the Switch, and I would mess around with it here and there, even though I know it's not great on there. But there's no cross-progression. And yeah. so if I'm not working towards my battle pass, then what are we even doing? Yeah, yeah. like, Fortnite got that right uh, as soon as they were yep. able to do it. It's just Absolutely. like, I can jump on Fortnite on PC playstation xbox or switch and all my stuff is there all my skins are available yep um which was an annoying thing about wild rift um that is that you have so many league skins so many league skins i have all the champions but none of those carry over with my riot games account Uh, yeah unlock everything all over again um i kind of get why they did that since it's kind of a different game but come on give me something yeah right yeah um so i think we'll have more to say about outriders next week or the week after whenever we have our next podcast um so 2023 everybody (laughs) (laughs) no 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 um yeah so we'll be yeah we'll definitely be doing one next week i think we got that sort of commitment from jen and possibly james uh we'll have to figure out his mic situation uh and we'll have the original trio back to discuss and then uh, once I have some things, some details ironed out, I'll be talking about 
the other podcasts. I'm hoping by next week I, I can start talking about the other podcast uh, and whether or not I'm going to start streaming. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0. I'm going to try going forward to start being more active on Twitter um, and not just it's retweeting contests. <laughs> I know, I know. But it doesn't have to be. I, I really, I, I, it doesn't have to be. I have, I follow, I have it tailored to a point where for the most part, I follow people that their posts just make me happy, you know? Yeah. Um, that being said, if you want to comment on the show, you can, you know, comment and reach out to me there. If you have ideas, suggestions, constructive criticism. Uh, also, just know I'm very quick with the mute and block button. So keep it to constructive criticisms when possible. Uh, and you guys can follow me over at Bilal underscore Mia and the work print at everything. The work print <laughs> uh, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, Twitter, maybe even Spotify. Yeah, I think we're also on Spotify. Uh, so you can definitely follow, give us a follow-up over there. Um, so until next week, um, catch you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye.